Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Kind of cloudy, some sun, the balance of the afternoon. Nice day, 82 the high, down to 62 tonight. Tomorrow, gorgeous, plenty of sun. And a high of 79. Phillies lost a tough one to Atlanta last night. 7-6 in 10 innings. They had actually rallied from being down 6-1, including a Trey Turner home run. is 26th on the year. He's really on fire. In the bottom of the ninth, the excitement, uh, however, was short-lived as the Phillies wound up losing in terms of the Braves scoring once in the top of the 10th, and Phillies couldn't, couldn't uh, match that. So they lost 7-6. Bright spots include, in addition to the Trey Turner homer, three others. Bryce Harper is 17th, Nick Castellanos is 23rd, Bryson Stott his 15th. Speaking of Bryce Harper, he talked after the game about how the Phils and Braves match up. I think, you know, we've said it all year, we're a really good team, and we just got to play that way and keep doing that. Uh, that's a really good team over there. You know, they're going to win this division and be one of the better teams in the playoffs, And but we got to keep doing our job, and we can't really, you know, worry about that right now, especially. Um, we just got to, you know, win these games, and especially the close ones like that, especially when you're at home. Um, you know, anytime you're able to, you know, win those games and put pressure on other teams and do those things, I mean, you, you got to do it. Mentioned Trey Turner. He also spoke after the game about the division matchup. Phils and Braves feeling kind of like the playoffs. You know, two divisional teams, like you said, pretty good. Ball clubs that can score a lot of runs and do a lot of different things and pitch and play defense. And, uh, you know, it's fun, fun, exciting uh, atmosphere with the fans as well. So, yeah, it's been pretty electric and good series. Obviously, wish you know, some more games went our way, but um, feels like playoff baseball. If the Phils are going to uh, go far, though, their pitching is going to have to hold up. And last night, Zach Wheeler, one of their steadiest pitchers, not his best outing, only five innings pitch, gave up seven hits, six earned runs, walked three, struck out four, although he didn't seem too phased by that after the game. Two good teams going at it, you know, good pitching, good hitting, uh, timely hits. You know, these guys fought back tonight like they always do, and it was a good game. You know, put us behind that eight ball a little bit, so I had a fight back and could have easily won that game. So, you know, this one's on me, and do better. It's Zach Wheeler of the Phillies, sound courtesy of the NBC Sports uh, Philadelphia YouTube page. You have the Eagles home tomorrow night, taking on Minnesota, and Thursday night football at 8.15. Head coach Nick Sirianni talking about the challenge of a short week. Of course, they just played on Sunday, just a few days later, tomorrow night playing at home against Minnesota. Yeah, you know, when you, when you go into short weeks, you know, first and foremost, it's about getting the guys' bodies ready to play. And, you know, I think, it, you know, being a little earlier in the season, it, it's always going to be tough for these guys to turn around and play a game on Thursday night after playing Sunday. There's no secret about that. It's a, it's a hard, it's really hard for them to be able to do that with the pounding that their bodies take on Sunday. And so I like the fact that this is early in the season and where the, there's some wear and there's less wear and tear, at least on their bodies. And, you know, they're, they're used to practicing 
you know, back-to-back days and um, from training camp. So I do. Th- I look at that as an advantage. Obviously, an advantage that Minnesota has too. But I'm saying an advantage that we have over doing it later in the year. But it is. It's always. It's the, the first and foremost thing is always about how we can get their bodies ready to go as much as we can. And we got phenomenal doctors, phenomenal trainers, phenomenal uh, strength strength staff. You know, with the guys that we have here to help us. You know, navigate that. Again, I'm not an expert at that. My job is to get the guys ready to play um, while also listening to the experts in that scenario. But they've been awesome and uh, of getting the helping the guys get ready. It's Eagles uh, head coach Nick Sirianni. Quarterback Jalen Hurts also spoke this week about uh, the game being on Sunday being not perfect, but sufficient. First and foremost, you know, I think that's a great, great win. You know, a great one for us, being able to be resilient. Um, obviously, for me, winning is the only thing that matters. And that's something that I've always said all the time. And so that that is, that is that's the mentality right now. You know, and that, that will always be the mentality. Winning is the only thing that matters. I think we obviously have things that we need to work on. I have to be better in those situations when the ball is in my hand. And you know, I take full accountability for that. But the good thing about it is we get an opportunity to play on Thursday. That's uh, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, sound courtesy of PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And in the case of Zach Wheeler, same thing with Jalen Hurts. What's interesting is, as professionals, they know the difference between doing well individually and getting caught up on if you don't have the best game. You know, How did the team do? And both Jalen Hurts, despite Sunday, this past Sunday not being that great, they got the win. And last night, Zach Wheeler not pitching very well, but instead of making it the conversation all about himself – he said our team caught up like they often do. He made it about the team. I got to do better next time. And you kind of want that in leaders, people who know how to shake off the bad parts and move forward and not get too, uh, not too much into the navel-gazing stuff. So uh, Eagles, again, home tomorrow night against Minnesota and Thursday night football at 8.15 on Prime Video. Uh, speaking of which, we have a, a very special guest on the program today. I'm going to uh, share with you in just a second. Uh, before I do that, a couple quick reminders. We have our Voice of the Martyrs partnership going. We're up to 35, I believe it is now, folks who have helped out and joined in. Uh, being uh, someone who's willing to send a Bible, a single Bible for $6. That's the hope to the persecuted church around the world, places like China and North Korea. There are many other places as well. David and Warminster, Patrick and Philadelphia, among those who have helped. Thank you for that. It's about, as much as we're into sending a lot of Bibles, it's about a lot of people being involved. One Bible in $6 is our simple basic ask. If you want to do much more than that or a little bit more than that, that's totally on you. If you want to, it's up to you, I should say. But uh, one Bible, $6. We're just trying to have 120 listeners in the circle. That's our goal each year with with uh, Voice of the Martyrs. And right now we're at 35. So that's great. We have another, what is it, 85 to go. We have about another week and a half in our partnership. So if you can hop on board, even right now, it takes, I'd say, two minutes or less, maybe three at the most, to call or go online might be even faster. So if you want to call, help out with the Bible for $6. It's 800-998-3505, 800-998-3505, or at WFIL.com. There's a big Voice of the Martyrs banner. Can't miss it. Nice and easy. Thanks to all who have helped out so far and those who yet will. I mentioned our special guests uh, coming up on the program. There are a couple, and I'm really excited today. Just last night on Prime Video, because I mentioned the Eagles play on Prime tomorrow night, the, uh, the documentary Kelsey made its debut 
referring, of course, to Philadelphia Eagles team captain and all-pro center Jason Kelsey. And it came out just last night. We're going to have the producers of that documentary on the show, Don Argot and Sheena M. Joyce. And there's quite a story behind the, the documentary. Uh, I will say that there is, without uh, spill, spoiling it, uh, so to speak, there are a lot of powerful moments. It's a partly a football movie, but it's also or, you know documentary. But it's really about Jason, his de- decision whether or not to stay and play another season. It's a brutal sport. It's a very physical sport. He's in his mid-30s. And uh, certainly the heart and soul of, of the team is a captain. And uh, so the genesis of this is like, sh- you know, should I play another year? What's it like to not play anymore? And uh, but then, there's, of course, there's the football storyline itself. And there are other parts to the to the documentary, including the fact that he and his wife, uh, Kylie, were expecting their third child. You may remember right around the Super Bowl, as it turned out. So we're going to talk with Don and Sheena about the creation of this documentary. I will say, if you're thinking of seeing it, um, the, the one thing that you may not be shocked to hear is that there are uh, a, a, plenty of profanities in it, but it's not being, not done kind of whatever. It's just how Jason speaks. And uh, we could talk about that sometime, but I'm throwing that out there because you have to be prepared for it uh, and maybe shouldn't be shocked about that. Uh, but that is part of the, the documentary. So now following that, looking forward to having Gary G. Cobb on with us who played for the Eagles. He was on with us just a couple of days ago, but when I watched the documentary last night, I'm like, I got to get a G on the program if he's able to do it because Gary Cobb not only has played football and done broadcasting and things, but he his job that he does now is counseling players who are wrapping up their careers or maybe had their careers ended for them. And so uh, and, and Gary Cobb not only can speak to the practical stuff of that, you know, how do you save your money? How do you, you know, start a second career or whatever? But he can also speak uh, as a man of God to the spiritual dynamic. What's underneath a person's sense of value. What am I worth if I'm not doing the thing I know how to do? And these are questions that can be asked, any of us can ask, if this radio station, uh, you know, I lost my job or the show went away, where am I? Do I still know how to function? I'd miss it, but am I content, in my case, am I content as a child of God that no matter whether I have a job or not, doing something I enjoy. Am I content or not? So I'm really looking forward to having Gary on the program today, not just because he could speak to it in general, but it's because of what he does for a living. And so we're looking forward to that very much. That's all coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show today on WFIL. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It is 4.15 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. Special guests joining us now, Don Argut and Sheena M. Joyce, producers of the new documentary, Kelsey, referring to Philadelphia's team captain, uh, Eagles team captain, and all-pro center Jason Kelsey, which premiered on Prime Video last night. Don and Sheena, how you guys doing? Oh, We're good. good. How are you, sir? Wonderful. Producers of the new documentary, Kelsey, watched it last night. Wow, there's a lot in there. And uh, I, I, before, maybe I should say the obvious here, although it's not obvious on the front end, I think. Because when people think of a documentary, they think sometimes everything's happened, and you're going back, and you're kind of mapping it out and telling a story. But 
this, but this is very different, right? You're you don't even know how the story is going to go. Nope it was uh, it was as uh, nerve wracking making it as it is is for uh, everybody experiencing last season as it was coming uh, as it was happening. So yeah, well, as you said, you know, I think a lot of docs recently are you know retrospective and you know telling a story that happened in the past. Uh, certainly looking back at a career, but you know the what we had the pleasure of actually being embedded with Jason during this past season. And frankly, we had started the film the season prior because the idea initially was uh, a documentary Jason wanted to do to explore what it was like to transition out of football and start the next chapter of his life, you know, post football. And that in an own, in its own way is a great idea for a film. And, so we were able to start the process, you know, the year before we followed this last season. So we had already gotten to know the family really well. They were very comfortable with us being there with cameras and, you know, to be able to be have a front row seat as things are happening and unfolding before you. And frankly, you know, it's a testament to the the film and uh, people's love for Jason, but there's not anybody in this area that doesn't know how it all ends. Right. So, right. Right. You know, so, so the fact that people can go on the ride and still get emotional and still have the feelings that they've had about it. I mean, I've been, you know, kind of endlessly searching Twitter just to see comments and things. And literally every comment is the same and not even everybody's from Philly, frankly, there's been responses all over from all over the country. Um, but they that how emotional it is. They weren't expecting it. They weren't expecting to be crying or laughing as much as they as they were. So you know we're just so so thrilled that this film has, is finally out and we get to share it uh, with the world and that people are connecting with it, which you can't really ask for anything more than that. Yeah, for sure. And you know when you think about this, there is a lot. There's a lot of funny moments. There are uh, very you know, poignant moments, uh, emotional as you mentioned, uh, and also learn a lot about Jason. I know. Uh, his one line where he says, I know what motivates me, and it's not people telling me I'm awesome. Uh, right? 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Jason is as as real as they get, and we keep using the word authentic, but I think it, it, it fits him. Um, and that's why he's so loved in Philadelphia, is he's authentically himself, and he just puts his head down and works hard, um, and tries to do his best on the field and, and off the field. And, and I hope that comes through in the film. One of the things, too, that's in there, that uh, back to what Don had mentioned, uh, that speaks to the, the re- genesis of doing something like this, the poker game I thought was a well-placed piece that serves the, f- the film well. Uh, I covered the, f- the Eagles for about 20 years, and I still have relationships yep. there. Uh, so I recognize right off the bat, you have to tell me, it's Brent Selleck, Todd Harriman's, Jason Avant, Trent Cole, Mike Quick, and you get... The questions, not just physically, can you keep going? But he talks about what am I going to do with myself, and that's a, that's a very real yeah. thing. People don't realize people, someone his age, thirty five, people aren't thinking that they're in the middle of doing something. Well, right, think- and that's kind of how we we started out the project was following Jason through what we thought would would be his last year of playing, and what does retirement look like, and and. You know, that's a question that a lot of people have to deal with, whether they're professional athletes or not. You know, you lose you lose your job. What does that mean? Um, who am I without this one thing? People, you know, lose lose a loved one, a spouse, a, a child. How do you go on from that? 
and and how do you imagine your life without this one thing that has helped you define it? And we started out exploring that issue with Jason, and that just leads down so many other paths. Yeah, there were, and there were a lot of what I like too, the tender side of things, even just in comments. Like, I think there was one point where, because Jason being, uh, you know, not getting a scholarship, and uh, his dad saying, well, you're just going to, you can still get there, son, but you're just going to have to work a little harder than everybody else. It's not a big part of the film, but to me, that's a, that's a very powerful thing, because I think at the beginning you mentioned belief. Having someone believe in you is, is super powerful. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's funny that after the Super Bowl, you know, no surprise that, you know, both parents got hit up to write books and things. And, you know, everybody wants to know what's the, you know, what's the recipe or the secret sauce to, you know, get to, to, to raise boys that get to play in the Super Bowl against each other, you know, as if there's some like magical, you know, formula formula for that to happen. And, and I think the, the, the answer to that is very simple. And I think it's basically what you said is you, you, as a parent, you have to put your kid first, you have to believe in them, you have to support them and you have to be there for them and, and, and support their interests, whatever they are. And I think that in and of itself is what gets people, gets, people to where they are and i think no jason nor travis would tell you any different that the reason that they are where they are is because their parents you know were who they were and put them first and were there to believe in them and you see that later in the film when travis goes through some hard times and his brother has to step in and say you know like i'm here for you i got you you screwed up that's okay everybody screws up but let's get you back on track and I'm and I'm here because I believe in you. And that's the best gift that you can give another person. It really is. And 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 I think if if nothing else comes out of the, you know the what you take away from this film, you know that is that's a big one. I think. And and I and I appreciate you kind of recognize that because that is such. It, it's very powerful, you know, and it's very simple too. It comes through a, a number of times, and as you mentioned, him being a big brother to Travis. Uh, you know, one of the one of the things also that for me, uh, I would I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes. What it's like to document the that's part of the story about Kylie expecting a child and the timeline where she's supposed to give birth less than two weeks after the Super Bowl should they get there. That's such a personal thing, and yet um, it's part of the deal. And I, if anybody was going to keep not call the documentary off or whatever, it would be the Kelseys. But talk about any any challenge, whether it was that or something else that you both faced to make sure you're giving the proper space, but you're still right there, including after the Super Bowl loss. That's another another aspect to it. That's like, wow, I guess they really were all in on doing this documentary, even after the painful loss of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and 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 talk about um, intimate moments. Can you imagine if if Kylie went into labor at the Super Bowl or on the plane on the way there? Then right. things are going to get real real intimate. And she makes a joke about that. You know, I think the fact that we started this film, um, you know, about a year more than a year before the season where they made their Super Bowl run had a, a lot to do with the access because we had earned their their trust and developed a, a friendship with the family already at that point. So we were lucky to get access to those moments. Um, I think the fact that Don and I are a couple, um, Kylie and Jason could relate to that. I'm a mom. Kylie and I hit it off right away and had a camaraderie there. So I I think, um, you know, there's there's a lot of common themes here that people who aren't just football fans will be able to see and, and appreciate in the film. Yeah. 
you know, uh, at the uh, end of the documentary, it says in memory of Shannon M. Joyce. Can you tell us that? Is it your mom, Sheena, or? Uh, actually, that was my sister. sister. She passed away at the end of May. Thank you so much for noticing that. That yeah. means a lot. Yeah, sure. A- anything special about her? I'm sure that not anything, but something special about her you, you take with you as you do your work? You know, absolutely. She, as, and I'm going to get emotional about it, but, but as Don said, um, you know, there's, there's something so special in someone who believes in you. And, and we certainly, um, believed in each other and gave each other all the support that, that we could. And, and, um, you know, she was my big sister and we had a very special relationship and, and it was cool to make a family film, um, and really, highlight that sibling relationship between Jason and, and, and Travis and to be able to dedicate the film to my sister Shannon uh, was really special. Thank you so much for asking. Oh, for sure. It's it's uh, it's quite a package, <laughs> Kelsey. And uh, I can only imagine as the work that you both do that it must have been exhilarating and also terrifying and also amazing all, all at once and also, also having to think on your feet and be prepared for every situation. That part must have been something for you both. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell this this quick story. Um, when when they were at the Super Bowl, Don, you know, was next to Kylie in the stands, and then our our crew was in uh, in a car in the parking lot, so that if she went into labor, Don would jump in the ambulance with her, and then the crew would meet, you know, at the hospital. Wow. You really do have to be prepared for anything. Wow. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's one of those things that like. As an Eagles fan, you watch a season and you're all in anyway, right? You're, you're, you live and die by the wins and losses, and you know you're 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 so vested. But for us, it obviously had an extra layer to it because not everything that happened was going to impact our story in such a huge way, and we had to be ready for kind of every outcome. I mean, we've said it a million times, but you know, there's there's a chance that they lost the the first round of the playoffs. Or even the second round of the playoffs, and then what? Like, do we still have a film, or do we? Is that the moment where we say, "All right, Jason, are you playing again? Let's keep this thing going, and let's follow another year." So, you know, the fact that they made it all the way up to the the Super Bowl, uh, we knew at that moment whether they were going to win or lose, and you know, certainly we wanted them to win for our story, but also for the city and as fans. But you also have to, as you said, you have to be. In the, in the moment, you have to be present. You have to be thinking about all the different scenarios that could transpire. But at the same time, you have to just kind of take it. It's very much like football. It's like, you know, when they, when you talk about the, de- you know, offense and defense, like, you know, the offense has to take what, what's being given to them and, and react. And it's the same thing here when you're making a film, you know, you're, you're given situations that, you know, you're just, you have to deal with it because we have zero control. I can't, I can't pr- make sure that the like we <laughs> right. started this process early on. Like, oh, we we'll only have a film if they go all the way to the Super Bowl and and win it. You know, that's that's not a way to make a movie because nobody makes nobody operates like that. It's a day at a time. It's a game at a time. And you know, every one of those moments, we're kind of like obviously hoping for the outcome that we that that we want, but we have to also be ready for the outcome that you know that doesn't work out for us. Yeah. And even when they lost the Super Bowl, and I, I remember, you know, this moment of sitting in the stands and the red confetti was pouring everywhere and Kylie and the kids, everybody's crying. And, you know, but I'm like, and I wanted to have my own moment of like, you know, 
grief and, you know, mourning and all that stuff. But I, you know, I'm still in it. I still have to be there and I still have to document it. And, you know, and then I have to ask Kylie, Hey, is it cool if we come back to the hotel with you? And then when you're texting Jason, is it cool that he knows the cameras are here? And, you know, of course they were like, yeah, no problem. And, you know, to be able to capture those moments is really what makes the film so special. You know, everybody in America saw, you know, the, the post Super Bowl, you know, uh, hug between Travis and Jason and certainly between Jason and his mother. It was very emotional. I think NFL films had said something that 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 little clip was their like got the most views on like whatever it, social media that you know so many so many people saw the moment of Jason and his mom you know kind of embracing but no one has no one got to see uh, you know an hour and a half later when Jason comes back to the hotel room and gets to see Kylie for the first time and gets to see his kids and in that moment I think is really what the film is all about is like yes and for and, and it, it came into focus for me too because so much of our you know what we wanted to have happen was we have this incredible story and then he's going to win the super bowl and then he's going to retire and give this incredible speech so we have the mummer speech in the beginning and then we have his retirement speech at the end and you know we're thinking all all this stuff through and then of course you know best laid plans and as we like to say mike tyson's favorite quote you know everybody's got a plan so you get punched in the face so <laughs> right we had to, right and we had to, and so within that moment i think what comes into focus is like truly what the film is about. It's about family. It's about, you know, how you live your life. It's about what is important to you. Obviously, who it's a would, love story. And who wouldn't want to win the Super Bowl? But only one team gets to win the Super Bowl, and unfortunately it wasn't him. And he already was kind of processing it. And, you know, and I think being with Kylie and then being with the kids uh, put everything in the perspective for him as well. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm just so excited that people are finally going to get a chance to see this film and it's been a true labor of love and yeah. our, our true love letter to the city. I was going to say it's a, it's a birth of your own in a way, so to speak, uh, to finally have it releasing. So that's uh, Absolutely. yeah. Congratulations, Don Argett and Sheena M. Joyce, producers of the new documentary, Kelsey. Great talking with you. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stone Argett and Sheena M. Joyce, again, producers of the new documentary, Kelsey, which came out on Prime Video last night on Amazon. And uh, there's really, a, there are a lot of powerful moments in it. I did mention at the beginning of the hour about our interview, too. There's also a lot of profanity in it, so you have to be prepared for that. But that's, it's not what I would call if there's such a thing, uh, uh, pandering or some kind of a, just a gratuitous is the right word. Uh, it's just kind of how uh, some of the players talk, including Jason. And But I will tell you this. As I listened, uh, I started to see maybe a little bit about why. And uh, without getting into that right now, that's not the main focus anyway. But Gary G. Cobb, former Eagle, is going to join us in a couple of moments here. Looking forward really to picking his brain. We'll talk a little bit about the game tomorrow night. But the main focus and the reason I want to have him on today is because he does this for a living. He talks with players in the transition from playing to not playing anymore counsels them hears them walks alongside them he's um he's a great man we love having him on the show we actually had him on, on monday we usually have him on every month or two but when i watched the documentary last time i'm like i don't see gary come back on because he, this is what he does for a living and what he lives out with his life in general as far as being a man of god and and uh, wanting to ultimately help people by pointing them to the Lord as much as he's able to do that, do that in his current job. So, quick break. We'll come back. Gary G. Cobb joining us next on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app.
Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 435 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. And if you're just tuning in, we had a nice chat with Don Argett and Sheena M. Joyce, who put together the new documentary, Kelsey, revolving around the Eagles team captain, all-pro center Jason Kelsey. And uh, when I watched it last night, it just came out on uh, Amazon Prime Video, I, I thought, I got to see if Gary's available today. Gary G. Cobb, who has joined us many times over the years, including on Monday. Usually I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, go back to, you know, on, on two days rest, G. <laughs> but uh, today, uh, I, we wanted to, wanted to make sure that we could get you on if it was all possible. Because what you do for a living, uh, not just for a living, but a calling, is, is at the heart of this documentary. How you doing, G? Doing great. How you doing, uh, Tim? I'm good. I'm really good. I I thought of you last night, and I don't know if you've had a chance. It just came out yesterday to see the... No, I, I haven't seen it. Of course, you know, uh, I've uh, heard him talk about it and everything, but I, had, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Or two. Okay. Well, uh, we just had a nice chat with Don and Sheena, who, who produced and put this together, and there are many hands involved with this. And just for, I guess, for your info, but for also those just tuning in, they said the genesis of the documentary had to do with Jason thinking, is this my last year? And kind of just the, the single main topic for him was, what's it like for a person, a player, to go through what they think might be their last season and what would they do after? And the questions that come around that, what would I do with myself? Should I try to play one more year and all that? And not every player, as you know, has that luxury, right? <laughs> Some players have that decision made for them. Uh, That's right. right. That's right. In fact, most players have the decision made. Yeah. You know, which is the, the the team lets them know. You know what? Uh, your your career is over with us, and we think it's over with the rest of the league too. So, you <laughs> yeah. Know. Not to laugh, but it is funny because there's a scene in the in the documentary. Uh, the guys are playing poker, and it's a, it's a bunch of eagles from the last twenty years. Mike Quick is the most senior eagle in the circle, but there's also Brent Selleck. There's Trent Cole. Um, and also Todd, Todd Harriman's is in there. And that question yeah. is that, and he said that, uh, cause Jason has them gathered. You can tell he's trying to pick their brains. How yeah. did you know when it was time? And, and they have all their answers. Very interesting. And Todd Harriman said, I didn't really know for about a year because like I wasn't with the Eagles, but I thought I still could play, but then nobody was really calling. And then they kind of realized maybe no one wants me. And I, <laughs> I guess I'm done. Right. You so, know, unfortunately uh, that is what happens to a lot of guys. And, um, you know, guys go through all type of things. Um, some guys won't admit that it's over. So two and three years down the road, they're still working out and everything, even though they haven't heard from any teams, they don't realize their career is over, but, Sometimes I have to go in and, and, and tell them, man, I, you know, I don't think anybody's going to call. you got to go on with the rest of your life. And that's when I start talking to them about what do they want to do? What type of career would they like to be involved in? And then we have them take some different things. They fill out some things just to kind of be able to uh, really see what is really inside of them. So they kind of get an idea of what they probably, what direction they should go in and everything. But it's, it's something, and I, I, I was joking around about how I've had these big under 300-pound guys, you know, uh, crying. <laughs> you know, sure. They're, 
they're leaning on me and they're crying. And I'm saying like, you know, now you're too big to be, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't, I can't, you know, support you. You're too big, buddy. So anyway, why don't you grab a seat and, and keep on crying? But anyway, the, um, this is something that happens because most of the guys' careers over and they're in their twenties, uh, they put everything into making it to the NFL, but now that career is over. Now they have to gather themselves and say, okay, now I've, I've got to move on. And sometimes that's, that's not the easiest thing to do, but that's something they have to do. And uh, what we do is a really, you know, uh, I really work for the NFL. Part of one of the things I do is to help these guys through this time. I'm called a transition coach. So I help them during this transition period and, uh, you know, let them know that, hey, I'm there for them. They got to pick themselves up and they got to start down a different path. And it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. Just in an we're chat with Gary G. Cobb, played 11 seasons in the league, including with the, the Eagles for several years uh, back in the 80s with uh, when Buddy Ryan was the head coach. And uh, you played alongside Reggie White, right? And, and That's right. Reggie was here and Randall Cunningham and yeah. Jerome Brown and uh, Seth Joyner and all those guys. Yep. Yeah. So you know what you're talking about. You've walked the walk. You've felt the hits. You've given the hits. And you know what it's like to have your career. I think, if I'm not mistaken, your last year or so it was was kind of just it never really got off the ground because of some injuries. And you, you, I think you kind of knew, right? That like I I can't do yeah, this anymore. I, you know. In fact, I, I called my wife and told her, you know, uh, I think it's over. <laughs> she goes, No, no, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's over. <laughs> so, so because my uh, my leg wasn't wasn't responding, you know. So I knew that and. So I had to start thinking about what I wanted to do. And, you know, it took me a while and I wound up getting involved in the sports media. And, uh, and, and the thing about it is a lot of the guys on the team, when I started working in sports radio, they said, well, we knew you were going to be doing something like that, Cobb, because of the way you, you talk. You're always talking. So we figured you're going to do something talking. I said, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> How well, how long did it take for you from when you finished to when you got going with sports uh, media? Uh, it's, it, it took about um, you know once I got into it, 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 I guess it took maybe a year. Okay, um, for me to find out you know uh, what I really you know uh, wanted to do and everything, and and even though I, I talk in sports media, I love you know uh, counseling young men. Yes, you know that that's something that. Um, you know, I wind up doing that's why I go into the prisons and I, I'm talking to uh, young men and I, you know, uh, at the church, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm talking to the young guys, talking to them, you know. And so I guess that's just part of, you know, uh, my gifting is um, to be talking to, to young guys because uh, and there's so many of them have, you know, uh, so many challenges they're dealing with now. And, and one of the biggest things is that. It's such a blessing to have a father, you know, that you grow up with, that um, is speaking into your life and, you know, giving you direction. Uh, that, you know, it's missing with so many young men now in our country and for that matter in the world. But uh, that is such a blessing. And I was blessed to have my dad. They're all, you know, I didn't like it when it was going on. I was saying, oh, man, goodness, other guys are having more fun. I've got my dad and, he, you know, he was a military guy and my dad was, you know, always by the book and. You know, he had no problem saying, look, you know, I believe in, you know, sparing the rod for the, for the child. So he said, I'm, I don't plan on sparing the rod. So, you know, if, yeah. if, you, don't, if yeah. you don't get in line. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, so, uh, I had that direction there, though. Well, and so, and the reason why I thought of you last night when I was watching the documentary Kelsey on Jason Kelsey, his body, he'll admit, and it does in the documentary, he's not where he once was, but he's still in good shape. But he says that he's had a bunch of broken things and surgeries, and he has three young daughters, and his wife at one point, Kylie, says she hopes he retires. She supports him, but wants him to be in one piece so that he can actually play with their daughters. And uh, so, but at the heart of the documentary, there you can see, and this is the, the thing I think I, I definitely wanted to ask you about. You know, Jason Kelsey was not, uh, he, he got no scholarships to play in college. And then he has a six-round draft pick, and he's had to learn how to fight for everything he's gotten. And he said early on, I thought it was very telltale, he said, I know what motivates me, and it's not people saying how great I am, how awesome I am. Because you, you know he hears that. He's a very beloved figure in Philadelphia. And he says, that's not what motivates me. And as the documentary unfolds, you see there is a... Um, an insecurity, and I don't say that in a negative way, but there's this need to prove himself, including for his own value. And who who am I? And he's very open as the documentary continues to unfold about his value. If I don't play ball next year, despite the fact that at one point he says all the signs were pointing for me to call it off and be done, what will I do? I'm at the top of my profession. What's going to match that? And he has he has cattle ranch he's involved in, and has got his podcast, which is very popular with with his brother uh, Travis uh, from the Chiefs. But all of that said, at the heart of the documentary, I feel as I watch it is this: despite being so amazing as a football player, there's a hunger underneath, there's a, a longing underneath. And as amazing as Jason is, I, if I had f- five minutes with him, I'd love to say. Jason, let me if you're open to it. I want to tell you something, <laughs> you know, right? And, right. I, and you get to do that uh, about the pointing people to the Lord in your job. I guess you have to wait and see if they're open to because you know there's one way of coaching a player, like just the nuts and bolts of how do you transition from being a player to civilian life, so to speak. But then yeah. you also know there's a much deeper meaning about sense of self. Where's my value come from? And, and in his case, because it was not because he's going to miss the, the cheers. He wasn't saying, I'm going to miss all the adulation. He was mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to miss getting my sense of worth from what I do. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, it's clear that um, he, he has been, you know, utilizing that as a motivation, uh, you know, to, to, to drive him to play better. But, you know, the thing about it is um, – you know, regardless of how much success you have uh, as a player, you know, it just doesn't satisfy. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I've seen guys with, you know, with multiple Super Bowl rings, and Hall of Fame jackets and all of that. But it, it does not satisfy. That's why, you know, uh, you need the Lord. You, he, you know, he needs the Lord. We all need the Lord. He's the only one that can satisfy um, because those things become when you get them and you get a chance to look at them up close, you see how hollow it is that there's, there's really nothing to it. And so uh, that's where, you know, Jason is, that's where he's, and, and hopefully, you know, I'll be looking to get that opportunity to, to share with them, you know, because, you know, try to give guys the privacy and everything and, and but getting a chance to share with them because uh, we're all searching deep down there. I know that, you know, everybody's searching, and, and Jesus is the only answer. He's the only answer that's satisfying that will really 
you know, be sufficient. Amen. Do you get a chance to go that direction sometimes with players? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. You know, the d- different times um, when I'm interacting with the guys, you know, you get that opportunity. Because, you know, there are other believers in the, in the locker room. So, so some guys have said things to them. Yeah. Uh, but it's a matter of getting them, you know, at the right time when they're ready. And, um, you know, boom, the guy's ready to pray. That's great. Ready to ask the Lord in. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing peers are, are certainly a strong voice because they, they know what it's like to be giving and taking those hits and all the training and all, and the, the emotion that goes into it and all that. And yes. you see this in the documentary. I actually, and I mentioned earlier how I mean, the one drawback or the thing that people have to be careful of or just, just be aware of is there are a lot of, uh, frankly, F-bombs in this uh, documentary. There, there, I would, and I'm not going to over-exaggerate here. I think there are a couple hundred. It's like almost like people who they say um or uh. It's dropped in quite a bit. Uh, but I say that because, you know, if someone doesn't know the Lord, and again, I don't even know Jason's heart officially, like really maybe somehow he does. But um, I think some, I think as I was watching the whole documentary, I started thinking like, if I didn't know the Lord, but I'm very passionate and I do care about people. You can see it, how he cared for his brother, uh, Travis Kelsey, when Travis got in trouble and he covered mm-hmm. for him. And, and there are a lot of other, there's one scene just where he's on the field before the, the playoffs last year when the divisional series got going against uh, who was it, the Giants. And he puts his arm around one of the players and says, you know how long it took me to make this round? Seven years. Don't take it for granted. Like as a leader, mm-hmm. he was trying to help a young player appreciate yeah. this moment may not come for a long time. So soak it in, enjoy it. And there are other things you can just tell. He has a big heart. But if you don't know really for sure what's supposed to truly satisfy you at the deepest level, I'd probably be swearing a lot too, honestly. And it, it beca- and not because I'm he's, – he's not even doing it that way. Just, it's like the next – I don't know. The, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't exactly do it that way, but I can, I'm not shocked. And if, if anybody doesn't know the Lord on a grander level, I'm also not shocked that they don't act like they don't know the Lord. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? You have to take that with yeah. a grain of salt. And you get to know people and let them be who they are, and then you love them right where they're at. Well, you know, that, that you get those opportunities. Because, see, uh, the, uh, the football environment, one thing, like especially before the game, you know, and, and other times when guys are very low moments, you know, they're, they're just, they're bare where, you know, there's nothing covering them, you know, emotionally and, uh, um, and, and also with, you know, um, you know, their uh, self evaluation and their self esteem and all that. That's all right there because at times, you know, players get released where their career is over and you see the guy there crying, you know, um, and, it's just a lot of pain there, you know, because of the the dejection and the fact that, you know, he hasn't, um, he's not going to be able to make the team. And, you know, he, he he's at a vulnerable point where a lot of times when people at those vulnerable points, you know, they're open to the Lord and yeah. they realize that he's the only one that can satisfy, that they're going to have to pick up and move on. And that's why, you know, I get an opportunity a lot of times with the guys to share with them because, when a guy's at that point where either he just got released or he's finally willing to accept that his career is over. And then you tell him, you know what? You know, there's, there's some, there's something better than this though. You know, there's something better than football and, and you know, this career that you've uh, been so invested in. And there's somebody that loves you and cares about you and, and made a, 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 an amazing sacrifice for you. And, 
he's had his eyes on you your whole life and that he cares about you deeply and that empty hole that you fill inside of yourself and he will he will take you to a level as a person you know what you hope you dropped out just there at the last say the last say the last sentence or two again because it dropped out a little bit if you yeah, um just uh the fact that you know you're going to be able to be a person that's a giving person to other people and be able to help people fill that gap that's in there yeah um, by filling up that's in you and receiving jesus as your Lord. it's going to take you to another level of life that you didn't know what was there and so i just in- encourage them to open themselves up and can come in Amen. For them. He, he will ultimately, that's what he's all about. As you're talking there, I was thinking, I, I just typed out the uh, Westminster Shorter Catechism. Question one, what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And the second question, what rule hath God given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him? And the answer to that, the word of God, which is contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments, is the only rule to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him. So in a sport where they have, and they, have they definitely have their playbook, These, if you had a very tiny playbook, this would be plenty to answer the questions uh, that, that are after, not just Jason and Kelsey has, but that, that we all have, whether we know them or not. So I, uh, yeah. Just want to make sure we put that in because, and even Ephesians two came to mind. Ephesians two ten, we are God's workmanship, created in Him in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So, the doing part, especially as an athlete with all the performance that's involved, what am I going to do with myself if my career is over at twenty five or twenty eight or thirty three? Yep. Right. So that's right. That's a lot of them have to ask. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's it's. Uh, it's something where allowed to sit there, stand there, and look in the mirror, and say, "Okay, what, what, what am I really about?" You know, and you know, as uh, great as the experience was with the football, it doesn't doesn't satisfy. You know, it's not it's not enough, uh, but the Lord is. That's great, Gee, Thank you for carving out time to hop on on short notice, and I, th- I think you uh, having you on is a great compliment to. Uh, just the, the conversation with with the producers of uh, Kelsey really enjoyed their conversation too, and learning the insight of what went into the whole documentary. Uh, so, um, thank you for being a, a wonderful uh, uh, part two of our of our of our show today. Have a great rest of your day, I'll my get friend. A chance, I'll be. I'll, I'll let, uh, let let Jason know I'm over here talking about him. This, I'm going to get a chance to see it. Amen. Make it a point to uh, to let him know about it. That's great. That's right. And I'll be, I'll be praying for him, too. Gives, he, you know, if you watch it, it gives insight. How do you pray for somebody like that? He's very open. Everything from their child they were expecting around the Super Bowl to the, mm-hmm. to the parents almost divorcing back when they were kids. To It's, it's yeah. raw in that way. But uh, uh-huh. you, what you see is what you get. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, I had, to, I had some fun. In fact, I, I used to, uh, before he got married to his wife, uh, I, was, I was joking with her about, you know, uh, him following his brother and uh, doing that uh, bachelor show on TV. Yes. He said, no, no, no. <laughs> I, will, I don't want him on that bachelor show. So <laughs> she seems to be a good sport and uh, and yep. three young girls. And there's a lot of comedy and there's some very humorous moments in the film. To, in, yeah, the film too. You know, in fact, I saw her out trying to, well, is, is, and they were giving her a rough time one day. <laughs> they were giving who a rough time? 
they were give, they were giving their mom her they were giving her a rough time because one of them was walking off she got this way the other one was wandering over here she's having quite a quite a challenge yeah. one day her, well, <laughs> yes yes right yeah, after they were done, they actually had the camera in their uh, their hotel room. They had given the green light, and Jason came back after losing the Super Bowl. And you see Jason and his wife and their three daughters uh, wow. when he comes back in. I mean, that's that's uh, that's powerful stuff. So uh, how they share there. So, well, gee, thanks again, my friend. Great to have my you pleasure. on. Pleasure. All right, All take right. Care. we'll be in touch. All right, sounds All right. good. Bye bye. You. you too. Bye bye. It's Gary G. Cobb on the Tim Demar Show. Quick wrap up here. Uh, and we'll wrap up in a second. Hang on. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. Pastor Rick's Daily Hope is WFIL's Ministry of the Month. We're giving away his new book all month long. So get yourself in for that at WFIL.com. On tomorrow's program, Trivia Thursday, Guys Against the Gals. Be ready for that. Should be a lot of fun. In the meantime... Thanks to Don Argett and Sheena M. Joyce from the documentary Kelsey and Gary G. Cobb for joining our program. That'll do it. Alistair Begg, Truth for Life, up next. Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.